Today on Locked On Red Wings, we look ahead to see if there's any place that Thomas Christ could fit at the trade deadline, and we also preview the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty, of course, also host at Lockdown Tigers. Oh, interview tomorrow. Oh, Tigers right. round pick. Uh, Friday's cool. episode of Lockdown Tigers. Tyler Madison, who uh, was drafted in the fourth round, fourth round pick just last year, um, is uh, looking to. He's starting his first season of pro ball this year because. Not everybody – baseball is weird, and not everybody starts playing right away because the baseball draft is in the middle of the season, which means it's at the end of the collegiate season. So he did pitch last year, but not for the Tigers organization, whatever. So talk to him about some of his favorite Tigers of all time, uh, his his uh, pitch repertoire, uh, just kind of kind of shot the crap for a little bit. He's a really, really cool guy, for real. So that interview with Tigers fourth-rounder Tyler, Tyler Madison is – Today's episode, I forgot that this is a Friday's episode. Today's episode of Locked on Tigers, interview with Tyler Madison, super cool, super cool guy. You guys might not know this, but uh, Scotty's kind of a big deal over there at Locked on Tigers, so you (laughs) might want to give this a listen. Uh, Thanks for making Locked on Red Wings your first listen every single day. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, today we got a full docket. First segment here we're going to dedicate just to Thomas Grice as furthering our trade deadline discussion. I don't even know what you're doing I right now. I look huge right now. I don't you know You are why. huge, Scotty. You're like seven foot five. <laughs> no, but I look like... I look like huge, bro. I look like the abominable snowman. You are definitely an abomination. Um, <laughs> second segment, we are reco- uh, pre- previewing the Toronto Maple Leaf game. And then third segment, a little bit of how to feel about a Friday. Wow. That was a bar. Uh... I love you, buddy. Love you too, bud. So let's start off this Thomas Grice conversation. He is in the final year of his contract with the Detroit Red Wings. He's making $3.5 million this season. His stats so far this season, he's got a 292 goals against average and a save percentage of 909. So on the surface, pretty good um, numbers for a backup, especially one that's 36 years old. The question becomes, how many teams out there, Scotty, are looking for a backup goaltender? And how many team of those teams have the cap space to take on one that has three, a cap hit of $3.5 million? Right. I, I think, ideally, the way you get a decent return that justifies moving him is to eat some of that salary. The Red Wings have a ton of cap, uh, and, and it would just make everything a lot easier. And if, if you ate... I mean, if you ate all of it, there's nothing to say you, you couldn't you couldn't booster that return a, a little bit more than even what you thought you were going to get originally. So I think that's that's probably the route they go, especially because whoever comes up and, and plays, it'll be Calvin will come up and play yeah. backup goalie, uh, and and that won't be worth not worth. Geez, that won't cost the team uh, salary wise anything. 
So I think it makes the most sense with how much cap they have and the fact that it's an expiring deal to just say we'll eat the entirety of this contract for for wherever they uh, they would, in theory, end up dishing him to. Also, we can just get this out of the way early. Ned not going anywhere. Now oh, absolutely go, not. Go back, go back to Grice, yeah. Yeah, so we, we've been breaking up our trade deadline dis- discussion by you know the position groups, and the goaltending is really just Thomas Grice because, like you said, Nedeljkovic is not going anywhere. Yeah, um, decent chance. I, I would say Grice gets moved, though. I, don't, I think that that's uh, a, a decently likely. I, I wouldn't say it's the most likely on the team, but he'd I, I would be say easy that, to move. But I just don't know how attractive he is to for sure. No organizations. He, absolutely. I, honestly, I think the Rangers should pick him up just so that they can guarantee that he doesn't sun him again. <laughs> that's a good point. Hey, give give him a, a sure. Don't even a good don't even have to up. play him. Don't even have to play him. Just have him just for the sheer purpose of not getting owned by him next time he, he goes up against them, wherever they go. And so it brings up the, a valuable question of how, what what kind of return can you expect out of a guy at 36 years old? Having a decent season, he's definitely picked up his play lately, um, but also hitting with that three and a half salary cap space. His numbers, his advanced numbers are a little bit down. Um, his expected his high danger sh- goals saved above average is a goal below where it's expected to where it should be or expected to be right now um and that's pretty much the case across the board at mid-range shots and long distance shots he is below where they projected him to be at this point this season um as the season goes on that could be rectified as he's been heating up a lot lately but when you look at those numbers and organizations look at those numbers and they see his age and they see his cap, what team that needs a backup is going to go Thomas Grice is the guy who's going to solidify our goaltending. It's just there's not yeah. a lot of options, I feel like. So I feel with limited options, the return you're going to get on him is also going to be very limited. For sure. Maybe maybe an, an opponent that plays the Rangers a lot. Yeah, I'm very hung up on yeah. this, on this him being the father of the New York Rangers organization thing. Maybe, maybe someone uh, in, in that division that, that plays the, the Rangers a lot down the stretch. Maybe mm-hmm. wants a little Thomas. Capitals. They have like no cap though. Don't they? No, Aren't no. they like, well, that's I'm pretty thing. sure they're not even like, no, I'm pretty sure they have like one of the biggest negative cat. They, they have mm-hmm. like nothing. Yeah. No, I, I say that in jest because they have a pretty good rivalry going on. Right. Um, I don't think there's really any Fun besides hunt. there. There's one team, and I feel like they're going to be a recurring team uh, in this conversation because they're a team that has a, two really good players, but outside of that has no depth on their hockey team pretty much whatsoever. Um, that's the Edmonton Oilers. Horrible goaltending situation. I'm pretty sure we mentioned Holland and the Edmonton Oilers in the defense episode as well as a possible landing stop landing spot for Nick Letty. I feel like we just all kind of want an Iserman Holland trade to happen because everyone knows we would get the better end of the day. <laughs> right. Uh, but, and, but seriously though, Thomas yes. Grice would come in and very quickly become their second best goaltender. He'd immediately slot in and be there. Uh, there actually he could slot in basically be their best goaltender. He could be their starter with how poor their uh, goaltending has been. Miko Koskinen in 28 games played has a save percentage of 899. Stuart Skinner has a save percentage of uh, 
nine, 13 and uh, 13 games played. And Mike Smith with 13 games played has an eight, nine, one Thomas Grice has a safe percentage of nine Oh nine. So he's four points below the, the guy, the goaltender, Stuart Skinner, who has 13 games played. That's their current backup. So Thomas Grice could go there and immediately have a positive impact on their goaltending situation. And you can't, and the argument there is, okay, their goaltending is bad because their team is bad. Well, newsflash, the Red Wings defense isn't that much better, if at all better, than the Edmonton Oilers defense. And at least the Edmonton Oilers put up six goals a night. So to go to the Edmonton Oilers would definitely be an option for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. But the question is, is how do you make that trade work? Because Oilers, Scotty, are another one of those teams that have no projected cap space. They have 700000 in current cap space available. So you're going to have to finagle with salary cap to make it work, which means you're finagle. basically going to have to get somebody back in dead cap in order to make this work. But that does benefit the Red Wings in, in, in the aspect that they would get a higher draft pick or multiple draft picks to take on cap space back to free up stuff for Edmonton. Yes, I, I think that there is there is a possibility of a really nice return there if not only you take one of their bad contract cap hits, but also if you were to eat Grice's deal, you can afford to do both. Especially Maybe retain if the, 50 or 25 on Grice. Right. Even even like especially if the dude on Edmonton is is an expiring deal as well. I mean, my goodness, man, like just just eat as, as much as you're comfortable with eating and just raise that return up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a that that scenario could turn a legitimate return for a backup goalie. No, and they have a they have a list of issue uh, of candidates that because. Ken Holland did what Ken Holland does. And some of these contracts were signed before Ken Holland came in, but they have a lot of really big percentage of their cap space contracts. The guy that I see first and the guy I really don't want in the Red Wings, but would be the easiest to make it work would be getting a guy like Duncan Keith, who's 38 years old. He's currently on the injured reserve. The problem is, is he has another year on his contract. So if you were to take that contract, You'd also be it also be affecting you next year, even if he doesn't play whatsoever, because he's getting up. Ken Holland signed him signed him to a two year, five and a half million dollar a year contract for a thirty eight year old. I don't know. Ken Holland was high when he made this signing. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what was in his water, but that was a an awful signing for a player that at one point was, you know, one of the best defensemen in the game, but he's not at this point. But yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's just such an awful signing. But he's also like, if you want to free up cap space, there you go. And if you take on a contract like that, even if they end up retaining part of it, like you're boosting, you're getting a much higher draft pick out of this trade. Yeah, 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 man. Get on. <laughs> you kill me, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it yes. me call- saying Ken Holland was high with that signing? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Rough, rough contract. Rough deal to dish out there. Um, and I again, that that one, you're right. Anything that's more than a rental is uh, is, is a little... That's when you start getting into the conversation of it being a little steep. But again, if, if they say, here's Duncan Keith and... You know, like if we're if we're starting to talk about like second, third round picks for a backup goalie, but we take on Duncan Keith, 
we got we got almost nine mil in cap right now, dog. Like it does it does hinder a little bit of what you're gonna do uh, or what you'd be able to do in the off season, I guess. But also we have our fair share of expiring deals on top of that. Like we we have so much cap room to play around with. You know, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I'm I'm not. Well, it doesn't have to be Duncan Keith is was just a hypothetical. No, no, there's other sure. guys. I, I get what you're saying. I get Kyle Turris is another guy. He's going to be a UFA at the end of the season. He's making 1.65 million dollars. He's on the IR. Um, 30 age, 32 years old. Um, you got Chris Russell. You got you're not going to get Pulavari. You don't want. Uh, they're not going to give him up. Uh, on long term injury reserve, they got Oscar Kleffbaum, Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian, I know, is a pretty um, a pretty polarizing player in the uh, Edmonton Oilers. You know mythos uh you got josh archibald uh josh archibald in fact is going to be a ufa at the end of the season so you got a couple options kyle turris chris russell and archibald as guys who are gonna are on expiring deals that are going to be ufas at the end of the season you could take on kyle turris would probably make the most sense to take back if you retain 50 percent on grice and they were to ship out kyle turris in exchange they're only now and they're only paying essentially you're basically exchanging Kyle Turris's contract for what's left of Thomas Grice's contract. So right. taking on Which that Kyle Turris round, contract, right? Yeah. Right. The, then the other option then is now you're taking on another center and right wing. So that's another depth issue thing going on with your forward core. So it just there's a lot of factors. This is why I'm not a general manager, but these are just options to make it work salary cap wise for the Edmonton Oilers because they definitely need the help at goaltending. And seems like a very good landing spot to get a draft pick out of Ken Holland. Yes, no, it it does. I, I would love to pounce on that opportunity, and, and I do think that uh, there there is a that there is a potential trade there, given how desperate they are to give <laughs> McDangles any help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it doesn't need help. No, it's Bill Bar today. I don't know how to transition this. Uh, <laughs> you know what doesn't need help? Your New Year's resolutions. Because Ooh. it barely feels like a resolution because of how good Bill Bar's taste. Oh, wait. Here, let me just share this. I'm not going to share the screen. I almost shared the screen and just had you read it. Man, I already <laughs> read my Bill Bar ad for the day. You take it away. This is the time of year that you've pretty much given up on all your New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You're sticking to this resolution to eat right thanks to Bill Bar. It's it almost feels like it's not really like a resolution because you actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, Built Bars have low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar. Can be anywhere from two to three hundred calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most protein bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. You're so aggressively holding your microphone. <laughs> 
Oh, all right, Scotty. Let's preview that Red Wings Maple Leafs game that's going to take place. I accidentally just hit the back in, uh, arrow on my tab, so now I have to go back forward. Um, on Saturday night on at Saturday 7.30 night. in Little Caesars Arena. A Little Caesars Arena. Second half of a, a doubleheader, too, so the ice might be a little choppy in that one because the Pistons play at uh, noon. A little choppy, uh, a little choppy ice. Can't be yeah. worse than what we were playing on at Madison Square Garden. Hey, hey, yeah, Scotty. Um, as far as I know, the uh, Dylan Larkin is still is up in the air whether or not he's going to play in that game. It was a maintenance day for him today against uh, or at practice, and Jeff Blasher was not clear whether or not he's going to play. I have faith the D- boss is going to going to play. Um, this is going to be the third time these two teams have met so far this season. Maple Leafs taking the first two. Maple Leafs winning five to four back in October, and then seven to four on January 29th. Uh, that was a brutal. That, that game hurt. That last game at Little Caesars Arena after the Red Wings had what a three goal lead or something crazy like that, and just absolutely blew it. And I, one of their players had a hat trick. I can't remember which. I kind of blocked that out of my memory altogether. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs are another scary team, and that's we've talked about it. This stretch is just full of scary, scary play, scary, scary teams. Um, but in regards to the Maple Leafs themselves, they've, they're on a three game losing streak. They lost a back-to-back in Montreal. So they're not, we're not the only teams that get embarrassed in Montreal. Uh, and then they lost. No, no, no. Yes. We got to, we got to spend more time on this. The Maple Leafs lost to the last place Montreal Canadiens and they got pumped. It was like three to one, two minutes into the second period. They got embarrassed Gold by a field. horrid Montreal Canadiens team. Yeah, the Habs embarrassed them. Cole Caulfield Hilarious. had an absolutely phenomenal game in that one, too. Yes, absolutely hysterical content. I, 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 was, I was laughing with tears during the game. It was All- hysterical and beautiful. All I have to say, Scotty, is beware the get-right game because they're on a three-game losing streak. They're going to a team like, hey. like the Detroit Red Wings who they have success against so far this season, a big rival. For sure. Hey, I'm not saying that that we're going to smoke them too or anything. I, I just think it's funny. The Maple Leafs are going to Maple Leaf. Like, that, that's, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's just they're always going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it's hilarious. Um, no, I mean, jokes aside, this is a phenomenal team. Uh, they, they are in the top 10 in quite literally every single statistical team category there is. Goals for fourth, goals against 10th, goal differential seventh, power play first. They almost have a 31% power play. Oh, disgusting. Uh, fifth in penalty kill at 85.2, third in lowest PIMS, ninth in save percentage, and the best team in the NHL in the faceoff circle. Yeah, that's uh, that's hard to overcome. I, yeah, I, especially I, when the Red Wings are between twenty-two and twenty-seven in all said categories. Yeah, yet they continue to surprise us. They do. Um, Damn right. They played hard against Colorado. They abandoned all defense against Colorado, but it was a hard-fought game where they outshot their opponent. Uh, just before that, they beat the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. So. Anything can happen, especially at Little Caesars Arena. If Dylan Larkin's healthy, they have a much bigger chance. I 
think Nedeljkovic starts this game. I'm not entirely sure, but... Man, I'm done guessing. I've been wrong yeah. like four games, five games in a row. I'm done what guessing to Oracle? that. When, when, when the Oracle kind of died on us. Hey, first off, watch yourself, okay? <laughs> I, 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 he, he ain't gone nowhere, okay? Don't you ever disrespect the Oracle like that ever again, okay? Second off, it, it's a, I, I, I got to have a feel. You know, I gotta. I'm not just gonna throw takes out. I I have to have the oracle senses tell me what what's gonna happen, and and we just you know have haven't had a good feeling in a while. That's all. Okay, well then let me ask you this: If the Detroit Red Wings were to win this game, how is it gonna happen? Who's gonna be the reason why they win this hockey game? Um, I would say. The X factor for Toronto. I feel like I feel like Bert. I feel like I want to say Bert. It's it's that's, that's gonna one. be a that's gonna be a really physical game. That's a obvious. I mean, we just listed. That's an incredibly talented team, uh, but a physical team. And Bert's the 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 chippy blue collar gonna meet you in front of the net and 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 go to war with you right in front of the net there. So I I think that. That Burt having a good game. Uh, we, we have confidence in the first line. We have confidence in the Guelph line, too, without a doubt. But uh, I, I think that that Burt would, would be a, a, a big factor in a Red Wings win, for sure, because he's going to have to be the guy that matches their physicality and kind of kind of grit, gritness. Now, my X factor completely depends on whether or not he actually starts in this game. But I would have to go with Alexander Nedeljkovic in the fact that he hasn't played in, at this point, almost two weeks. And if he gets the start in this one after Thomas Grice, and we said it wasn't his fault, but after Thomas Grice lets in four goals against Colorado a couple nights ago, they finally give Nedeljkovic his first start in almost two weeks. I think he's going to come out hot. I think he's going to come out angry because he almost he almost lost that starting goaltender role, and he's coming out against a Toronto Maple Leafs team at home that the Wings need to desperately beat. I think that he's going to stand on his head if he starts. We don't know if he's going to start. That's still up in the air as of recording this. Jordan Shrug. I don't know. Jordan Shrug. I don't know. But if he does play, I think he's the X factor. Yeah. I mean, get him getting back on Friday is a big deal, right? I mean, that's, uh, uh, what that's, is that's... Friday now? <laughs> but it is, I mean, seriously, that that is – uh, for for someone who was who was doing so well for so long and then kind of dipped a little bit and now Grice has gotten what the last three games like to see uh, like to see, it'd be big for the team I I think especially if they want to continue this second half uh kind of kind of against all odds push for for Ned to to get back up on there. If you want to keep an against all odds push to grow in your wallet, head over to BetOnline.net <laughs> football. <laughs> Wow, that was a reach. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> uh, you got to try sometimes. Uh, better than the first one where I just said, I don't know what to do here. Uh, <laughs> football might be over for the season, but hockey is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. The latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet on Bet Where the game starts. All right, Scotty. It's time. 
How do you feel about it Friday, baby? It's back. We are back. Been what, about a month? We do it whenever we have a Friday where we just, you know, we we, we had some time for some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you go first. I went I mean, first the, last time. The obvious one here. How do you feel about my new hat? Oh, phenomenal. It's hard, man. It goes really. hard. It's hard. It goes the, really uh, hard. The Pistons, not going to lie, have some pretty fly stuff in the team shop right now. Uh, they, yeah, it's because they're about to be really good again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they launched three lines this month that are all temporary. Uh, the 313 stuff, which the hat I'm wearing, that's permanent. Like That's their new shtick. But they did a workwear collection. They did a Rosa Parks collection, and they did a Joe Lewis collection. And the Ooh. Rosa Parks and the Joe Lewis especially. Fire. So yeah, that sounds heat. This hat, I saw it today, and I this one's black. But you can see the logo is like kind of navy blue. Yeah. Um, they had a navy blue version too, and I went back and forth because the navy blue and the navy blue looked really good, but the black hat matches with everything. So like I was like, I'll go with the black hat. But like I saw this, I'm like, I'm I'm picking that up. Yeah, that's picking heat, that man. Boy, yeah. I like that a lot. I like that an awful lot. Thanks, buddy. You're gonna see it quite a lot. A when lot. I get a, when I get a new hat, I wear it a ton. <laughs> um, what, go go ahead. What do you got? Uh. You know what's actually crazy? I can't really wear like hats. Got a big head, right? Yeah, I, I literally can't. They they don't sell hats my size in like normal, just like team shops or whatever. Um, you know, I, I have two. I mean, look, I look like Mega Mind right now. Look big at this. head. I have such a massive skull. Uh, so it's it's kind of nice sad. Hairline, though. When I get. <laughs> When I get a, uh, how do you feel about my haircut, man? I told you, you look fly. You look real clean. I like it a lot. You got to take the hood off. Take the hood off. So fresh, so clean on my way to Charlene. Take the uh, hood off, dude. <laughs> you're, you're unreal. You're something else. <laughs> I'm um, on one today. <laughs> he is, man. He's, he's on one, baby. Um... Yeah, no, but it always it all it even as like a kid. I mean, uh, you know, growing up, I was buying like the biggest hats available when I was little, and then I got to high school and hats just didn't exist in my size. And I was like, <laughs> all right, and especially you know, I had hair back then too. There was no shot, absolutely no shot. Um, but when I get a haircut this short like that, I can for like a couple of weeks, I can really tightly squeeze into a hat sometimes <laughs> so I, I, I might i might rip a hat uh tomorrow or something for the weekend your head is so big because it stores all that baseball knowledge that that crucial baseball knowledge right that everyone you know, needs to, what was to javi baez's war in 2009 to 2010 <laughs> like, i need to know in the league i don't yeah, even know no. was probably like 16 years old yeah oh um, 09 010 feels like it was like just yesterday to me yeah well it wasn't dude so well thank you scotty i didn't realize that until you said it <laughs> you said it man uh, we're, we're uh, heated here uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about it? fridays are always electric uh i didn't come prepared how do you feel oh he's literally about, looking around his room. um home depot buckets just the buckets, not Home Depot yeah. itself? Nope, just the buckets. Like the five-gallon buckets? Yeah. 
they serve their purpose. You better they're, be pro. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, we're gonna have an issue if you're anti Home Depot bugging. You know, those they're, they're are incredible. They're multi-purpose. I mean, you can use it for like home repair, but like if you ever like walking down the street after a Red Wings or a Tigers game, and you get the people on the street like using them as drums. Oh, you're talented. Yeah, so, oh, that's like one of my favorite things. I'll I'll stand there for like half an hour after I leave a stadium and just watch those dudes play. Man, it's so cool. And then I, you I don't tip them stuff. Yeah, right. For sure. No, I <laughs> I tip them. Yeah, you better. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, flip them over. They can be a chair. Uh, for my whole life, they were always they were always holding baseballs. That was the thing because I, I live by a oh yeah that makes sense uh, a baseball Batting cage. Yeah, well, I live by a, a a park over. I literally played little league right next to where I lived. It was very convenient. Um, and uh, or so big league did, in Scotty's case. Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, so I would just walk the. <laughs> I would just walk the field with a Home Depot bucket, <laughs> at like 13 years old, just like throw baseballs in there. I, I got I got like two full Home Depot buckets full of baseballs in my house. Um, how do you feel about root beer? Oh, I love root beer. Love it. Okay, are you a Barks guy or are you a Mug guy? Uh, actually, I'm a Mug guy. I, Bar- Barks was always too sweet for me. Yeah, I'm a mug guy too. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I don't. I don't mind Barks. I really no, don't. no. Root like beer is root beer. Like root beer is root beer is I, just good. But honestly, even a tier above that is the A and W root beer. A and W root beer, phenomenal. Man, I A and W. You get like the foot long hot dog and then a big ass root beer. That was that was that was the dream in middle school, man. That was, that was a perfect Friday night. Uh, how do you feel about horrible? Oh, okay. Well, great talk. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back on Monday. Um, are you done? <laughs> I deserve that one. I deserve yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Pokemon video games? Never played one. Wow. But, uh, As a man around my age, I am shocked to hear that. Man, like. I mean, like you're you're like starting to get me into that world. Like I, I never against was, your will. I no no. I mean not. <laughs> but like I I mean that for real. That was never a a genre that my I mean my entire life that I ever was uh was was kind of a part of or like integrated myself into. I mean, for the, so I. I, like I, I have friends, obviously that that were like super into it and stuff, and and uh, and and you know, you and I have had conversations where you're trying to like teach me the the the, the basics of that that real. I'm so sorry of, of that stuff, but no, no, I mean for real, it's it, but it's um, it, it really isn't something that I ever navigated myself into. Literally, my my entire life, it was yeah. I don't know. I like I'm the weirdo for that one. Like I, you know, who who in their who was born in the 90s and didn't play Pokemon growing up? You yeah, know, that, well, cause I, I'm the I'm the man left out in that one. But I asked because I'm currently playing through the remake of uh, the Sinnoh region, which was Br- Diamond and Pearl. It's called Brilliant Diamond on the Nintendo Switch, and I was just like, so much of the reason I wanted the game was nostalgia driven because it's a remake of a game I played when I was a kid, sure. and it's fun. Like, but. I definitely feel like I've evolved past what Pokemon is. Like, it's definitely a kid's game. 
and the way it plays. Like it's very simplistic and like there's not a lot of challenge to it. Sure. It's like I like it because I it oh like this is you know what I it brings out those memories of when I was a kid, but like it's not like hard. I'm just kind of chilling and play. It's a great sure. I have a day off of work and I just want to play a video game that's not going to cause me to think too hard. <laughs> sure, after you lose in Wordle, yeah. Yeah, well, I, not every... I got it tonight. How do you feel about Wordle? Oh, I mean, you obviously know, but yeah. I, yes, we need to tell the masses. Uh, Brian and I are incredibly pro-Wordle. I am, I, I am the reason that all of my friends and family play this game. I, like, literally, I, I became uh obsessed with it i i love wordle and i i mean quite literally every single family member of mine is now like we send each other our results every day i have all my friends hooked on it it is it's i i love it i i love it immensely i got brian on it and then quirtle and then well there's i i'm gonna be honest with you i play like eight different variations of wordle every day now <laughs> uh, like that's how i either start or end my days every every single night or morning is is me playing eight to ten different variations of wordle um but yeah i love it brian and i always talk smack i almost just cuss there brian and i always talk smack to each other every uh every every usually we do ours at night because we, we usually record decently late and and we end up recording past midnight but uh yeah brian and i brian and i talk mad smack about our, our wordle scores yeah, and it's normally me getting in like the exact quote, try. exact quote from Brian. By the way, I only send mine when I get it. That's not true. That, like, that no, is no, an exact the, quote. The, no, the exact is. quote is. is true. No, 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 it is. But I said it in jest. No, no, no. It's an exact quote. And also, I have never missed one. I have my streaks like forty-five, and that was the first day I played. So get wrecked. I've missed plenty. I've missed like three or four at this point in my my world yeah. career. It's Can't not great. Imagine. Can't not imagine. great, Bob. Not um, great, Bob. Not great, Bob. What was I going to say? Oh, and so you t- getting me into Wordle by proxy got my roommates into pro- Wordle, two of my group chats that I'm in into Wordle, my sister and my girlfriend all into Wordle. I now send my daily Wordle to like seven to eight different people. Oh, yeah. Me too. That's Easily. because of you, Scotty. I'm like that. Do my abominable snowman again. Ha <laughs> ha. And on that note, thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, any final thoughts? I had to say it really fast before you cut me off like yesterday. Um, I think we just we ball. I think that's all I got today. That's, that's all we need to say. This, that's all we uh, got. That's that's because crazy ball. times out there. Take care of your mentals. Take care of yourself. Yes. And 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 we ball. Good advice. Uh, we'll be back with a weekend recap on Monday. Same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.